Hello everyone. Today we take a trip to Thailand to talk to a Filipino missionary named Mark. Mark and I have been friends for years. I knew him as a student in our Filipino campus ministry through Encounter. My respect for him is off the charts. Like many of us, he grew tired of the traditional ministry approach and over the last year has seen unprecedented fruit in what he calls effortless. I think we're going to find that we have a lot in common with Mark. And who knows, maybe today he'll help us unleash the abundance of low-hanging fruit that's right under our nose. Fruit that would be described as effortless. Welcome to We Have Permission, a podcast designed to awaken and empower the ordinary person towards one extraordinary mission. Your permission starts now. Well, hey, welcome to the podcast, Mark. Hello, thanks for having me. Yes, this is pretty exciting for me. We've been hanging out now for, shoot, it's been almost a year, hasn't it? We, uh, we try to get together once a week. We don't always make it once a week, but it's been pretty close <laughs> to that for, has it been close to a year? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think we started in January last year, if I remember okay. right, yeah. Yeah, so I'm right at a year. Um, mm-hmm. so why don't you tell, tell people a little bit who you are, where you're from and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Again, I'm Mark John Pasion Bernardino. I'm from the Philippines. Um, but right now I'm currently, my wife and I are leading a campus ministry in Thailand and it's called Grapevine. We are under the umbrella of campus, no Christian missionary fellowship and global scope. Yes. And that has you been campus minister there in Thailand for how long? Almost eight years now. Yeah, eight, it's been eight that long. Years. Yeah, we came I, in 2013. That's crazy. Yeah. So I remember. I still remember when I first got there and introduced you guys to uh, to the place. And do you remember going to that? Uh, I think it was some kind of a roller coaster place. Oh yeah, <laughs> the amusement park. Yeah, amusement I will never park. forget that day. Princess, yeah. princess got sick. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I brought. I did not know. That was the only time that I found out that my wife has never been to an amusement park before. <laughs> so, uh, so I will never forget memory. that day. I love it. Um, that was also well, our first... Doing? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was also our first trip abroad. So everything was new to us. New language, oh, new yeah. food, amusement park, everything else. Yes. We'll have to get you to the United States at some point. Get you on some Amen. Amen. <laughs> In Jesus' um, name. <laughs> well, this has been it's been it's been a really good time for me. The last year, you've encouraged me so much, and uh, these weekly meetings have proved to be, I think, just the kind of thing I've needed to feed my soul and to keep my ministry going and keep my optimism high. And I thought it would be helpful if we could let some of the listeners just overhear some of the conversation that we actually get here. So let's um. Let's take just a second here and maybe just help people understand what it is that brought you into being more interested in permission principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like what I said, we've been doing campus ministry in Thailand, and uh, you know, like it felt like we almost did pretty much the same thing with the, like what the churches usually do in campus ministry, except. You know, we don't give communion. We don't, you know, we don't do those kind of stuff. Um, 
But a lot of our students, after hearing about Christ、um, and about learning about, oh, you're a missionary, so it's possible for us to be a missionary, they kind of stop there and start asking more questions. You know, like they realize that there's more into just having a relationship with Jesus. I realize that there's、um, something missing and something like something that everyone in the ministry is looking for. You know, not just the students, but even for the campus minister. Like, okay, after sharing the word of God, after the student received Christ, yeah, we want to encourage them to get involved in the ministry. But the question about how, where, when,、um, they were always so hard to answer. We know why. You know, we want to spread the kingdom of God. Yeah.、Um, but there's just a lot of questions that we couldn't answer. And, you know, learning about permission kind of like, Just lifted the burden off of our shoulder, saying, like, oh, look, this is the answer. It's like, it's always been here. Like, you know, all we needed to do was really learn more about, like, from the Bible. Like, I, 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 it's funny because I have had such、uh, big moments with God, big epiphanies, where I have thought, oh, my、mm-hmm. goodness, this is, this is answering a lot of those questions I've had for years and years and years. And it, It seemed like it would be this, the kind of thing that everyone would be excited about hearing some of the,、uh, some of the revelation that I feel like I've received or that I've, I've studied and heard or found out. And you seem to be one of those people that really actually truly get excited with this as much as I do. And what I've been excited about mostly is seeing the application that you're taking. It isn't just understanding, but it's like, okay, what are we going to actually do with this、um, information, with this? Idea of what Jesus has tried to, un- well, not tried to, but what he unleashed, you know, 2,000 years ago. So, what, what particularly has been helpful, do you think, during this last、um, year? What principles or what things do you think have been most helpful for you as you've、um, been experimenting with a new way forward? Well,、um, like what I said in, our, in some of our past or previous conversations, a lot of people, when they heard about Um, us starting this thing called permission, like per- personal mission, a lot of them were really, I don't know, even without hearing exactly what it meant,、uh-huh. some of them already came to us and say, like, they're already excited hear- just simply hearing, okay, this really, does God really want us to be on our personal mission?、Um, for them, it's like a freedom as well. And、um, as for a principle, it's more of like, like, Naturally reaching out to people、um, without changing anything, to be honest. Like it's just God accepting them and sending them as they are、um, to the world. And it's, I don't know, it's just so much freedom. There's just so much freedom in it.、Um, you know, freedom. You, you mentioned before that it was, it was easy, like things were、mm-hmm. easier than you thought. What does that mean? Yeah, I think I, I used the word effortless. Effortless, that's right. That's the word、yeah. I used. Everything was natural, you know, like in the past, it was more of like strategy. Like, okay, so what should we do? Every single thing that we did was part of our strategy in the past, like, you know, like going to campus, having lunch with students, those are all part of a plan to reach out to people. Yeah. You know, as opposed to now that in permission, we are no longer, we found ourselves not in, the, not coming from the,、uh, how do I say this? Like, Not working or not forcing ourselves to work to get people in. 
but we found ourselves going out to people and living with people. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my staff now, like, we are not here. We're not just here to work anymore. We're here to live with the people. And as we live with them, Christ lives with them as well. And they see the life of Christ. And like what I said, I thought these were things that these were things that I thought I knew. These were things that I thought I knew and I've learned from churches, but um, actually applying them in my life right now, in my ministry right now, it's it's so different. Like it's like what I say, I can't. I mean, you'll be hearing this a lot from me. There's just so much freedom in it. There's it's effortless. You know, you see people asking questions. You see people longing for more and like wanting to hear more. You know, without you even starting you know, what you used to start, you know, how how you used to start a conversation with people. I remember the first time I tried to talk to people about Christ in Thailand, I have to like gather myself, gather my thoughts, you know, spend a couple of minutes before I actually ask a sim- or one question. But I'm just sitting there um, waiting for our food. And then I ask everyone, okay, um, is it okay if I pray for you guys? And then we start praying and all of a sudden, while we were eating, I'm not—I didn't even say anything about the Bible or about Christ. <laughs> I start asking about Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we know that, like, I personally realize that, you know, they see something different in this thing because my personal mission now is to live with these people. Um, it's no, yep. Are you finding that people are more open than you thought they were? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I remember. The first time we came to Thailand and I talked to you, you reminded me about this um, thing about campus ministry. You know, like people, whenever we go to the mission field, we always think that 90% of people, you know, don't want to hear the gospel and, you know, a fewer percent are receptive. And then you said, no, that's not true. The reality is that more people are interested in hearing the gospel. They're hungry. They're thirsty. But to be honest, over the past years, it was so hard to see that. <laughs> it was so hard to like fully believe in that because I felt like, no, like that's not what I see right now. I can't even, you know, spend like five minutes with someone and, you know, to keep them in this kind of conversation. But now we don't even have to start the conversation. They start asking. They start you know, there's just a lot of questions. So it became effortless and it became a reality to me. Like I finally see it now, what you meant um, eight years ago. It's like, yeah, people are hungry. You know, people are hungry and they know where to find food. <laughs> so one thing that I, I really thought was pretty pr- profound on your part was you you like to take people to on a little road trip, right? To oversee, have an oversee and to look at the people that are like hiking up a, yeah. some kind of a mountain or something. Mhm. Yeah, so I have had this moments in the ministry where I have to like really remind myself why God has sent me to Thailand. Why he has sent me and and, and my family to Thailand. So I used to go to this place like 45 minutes away from here. It's an ancient kingdom. Um, and I used to watch people climb up the pagodas just to say a single prayer. And, you know, like they take more than a hundred steps to this small room and to stick like this prayer, um, 
I don't even know what to call them. I forgot what to call them, but just just to just for their prayers to be answered, they have to climb up hundred steps. Um, and I thought, you know, this is this is helping me so much, and I'm pretty sure this is going to help other people as well. So, what I did is, whenever I'm with a group of the people I call allies or people that I consider my allies in the ministry, I would go to that place, take them to that place. And sometimes I would tell them why, sometimes I don't. Like, I just go on a trip and ask yeah. random questions. It's like, how hard is it for you to pray? And some of them would say, not that hard. Like, you know, I can just say a word. And, you know, it's like talking to my dad or just whispering something. And then I'll point the place where people climb about, like, how hard do you think, mm. you know, is it for them to pray? And it just... You know, a simple question, but it just blows their mind. It's like, yeah. It's like, these people don't know where to pray or whom to talk to. It's like, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Because it was such a profound thing for you to understand, right? The people are more open than you thought they were. And this is just kind of a reminder to just let everyone know that people are hungry. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing special for me. Like, for me, that's just a simple trip to remind myself. And um, for them, it's more of like, finally, their eyes are lifted up. Their eyes are open. I'm sorry. Um, And they realize that, yeah, there's more than, there's a lot more than just inviting people to church. Now they realize the need for them to get out of the church to go to these people. You know, because these people, you can never invite them to church. If you you see someone walking up a pagoda for, for like 15 minutes or let's say 10 minutes to reach the top, you know, never expect that person to go to the church with you. Because like he's so devoted, he's so committed to what he's doing. So, yeah, it's, it's again, there's just um, an eye opener to me. And I'm glad that it's also opening the eyes of the people here. And I'm going to keep doing that. I love the place. Uh, it's beautiful. But I also love the fact that God is reminding me every single time I go there. Wow, that's great. Hey, uh, give, a, give us an example of some individual transformations. Oh, yeah. Like I said, a lot of our allies, um, are, especially the ones that we've spent time with over this past two, three months, with um, come from local church, local church in Thailand. And a lot of them have the same concept of Christianity. You know, like um, you convert or receive Christ, you change your lifestyle and try to invite people to believe the same thing that you believe. Um, but then I've seen a transformation. One one of the examples is this guy, we call him Peanut. Peanut is a musician. You know, imagine a guy like who you, whom you can tell who's like been living an adventurous or how do you call like a fun life you know he's filled with tattoos you know um he's a really great singer and i realized i found out that he's been he used to play to he played in bars and clubs and restaurants you know um like what i said adventurous lifestyle um but after receiving cries he always had a question like he has the willingness and desire to reach out to people but the only thing that he knew he could do or he was supposed to do is to invite them to church 
And so he kind of stopped pretty much everything that he was doing. He stopped playing music in bars. Like he just he would just play in like small group gatherings, things like that. But after realizing, you know, that his personal mission, like his territory is not inside the church, but he was planted somewhere else. Now, like I found out just a couple of days ago that he literally opened his house and started inviting some of his friends again. And like they're just like hanging out there, doing what they used to do, like playing music and all of that. And people are already starting to ask questions. And a lot of people kind of discouraged him to go back to where he came from. And he said, no, look, I'm not going back to where I came from. I'm just growing in where God has planted me. So he was growing there and he's literally being a light in that darkness in the area without changing or without compromising the things that he loves. And he believes that music is one of the gifts that God has given him. And he realized he didn't have to sacrifice that. He didn't have to give that up. And so Peanut, um, he received Christ. His wife also received Christ. Um, and they're starting this ministry. People are going to his house. He still visits his friend. Like he's not afraid anymore to, of course, other than COVID, but he's no longer afraid to go to these places where he used to be and where he used to hang out with his friends. You know, like he, yes, he tried. No, no, he tried. Like he has avoided the things that he knew that will ruin his body, his family, and everything else that's good in his life. But still, he maintained the relationship that he had with people. And now people are starting to see the relationship that he has with Christ. And I think that's one of the most beautiful stories I've ever seen firsthand. A beautiful transformation I've seen. Yeah, and I love that. I love that he's bringing to his people in their language the good news that he's living. And... That's that's fantastic. I mean, that's and that's just I think what a movement should look like. Rather than bringing people into a culture that was prepackaged, he knows he's got freedom now to go. So, love, love that story. Hey, could you give me a couple of examples, maybe, of how permission is spreading, maybe, to other groups? I know you said there's a church group or something like that that's been talking to you a little bit. So. The church group itself is already growing into different groups, or it it has a potential to grow a lot wider now because Peanut is part of that group, and now he's you know he has his friends and his former bandmates, I guess, like everyone in his neighborhood, they can see it now. Um, P. Goy, the lady who's been leading the group, um, is now starting to do the permission experience with with the group you know i think last week last week they just started doing the um, walk and pray and then they had to quarantine <laughs> but some of them what they did is, is instead of staying in different places they gathered in one place they stayed in one place and they still do the walk and pray it's just that you know they go out to the gates i guess and start praying for the community around them um, so they're starting to do like unique ways of still, they're still committed into doing it, um, but they had they had to find a unique way to do it. There's also this couple um, 
who works in a local Thai market, um, and they are starting to, like, they've been praying so hard. They they're they're taking this walk and pray seriously, and like really asking God to reveal to them how they can reach out. There's a lot of people in that place, you know, like migrant workers, um, poor communities, like poor families, like just working in the market. And they really have a heart to reach out to that group. There's also this student who's been spending most of her time with... This is a stu- This is what's funny. She doesn't speak English. But she's been spending most of her time with the foreign... Students, like Cambodian students, Cambodian girls. And now she's teaching these girls how to speak Thai. And, you know, next thing you know, these girls are receiving Christ. Um, And I'm still, like, my mind's still blown, like, how God has been communicating between these ladies. Because I, I taught them, I told them, because I used to teach her English, but she just kind of like, ah, oh, it's really, really hard. Like, I can't learn, I can't speak English. And I told her, you know, you know, communication is not limited to language. It's not limited to speaking. So if you want to communicate the gospel, there's a lot of ways. And true enough, like she's here reaching out to the foreign students without knowing how to speak English. And these foreign students are receiving Christ. And I don't know, it's... And now she just feel like that's where God... Is you know has sent her, um, and there's a lot more. My stuff, I said, um, she, I don't know, like she's full of talents, so she has a lot of potential. She one of the things that she's really praying for is to reach out to um, the TU folks. They call TU folks like the musicians on campus, um, and so we are going to try. And again, it's it's an experience, so we're going to try this thing called the grape jam we're going to relive that and invite the musicians from the university the ones who kind of lost their their jam sessions in places and we're going to play music and post it on facebook and hopefully through that um she can start making a connection um so yeah and there's a lot more there's a lot more um i'm trying to remember all their names but yeah for me personally i've spent i've been spending more of my time like most of my time with the allies um, you know, like I, I thought God would like keep sending me to Tamasat and reach out to the Buddhist students there, but then when COVID happened, I thought like, oh no, like my territory's failing, something like that. <laughs> and then I realized, nope, nope. Like, look around you, and I see all of these hungry new believers, young and old, you know, wanting to know more about how they can or how they can effectively share the same salvation, the same gospel that they received. And God has been, God has sent me to these people, and that's where I've been spending most of my time these past few months. Well, you have seen some pretty encouraging things in the last year. Um, based on that, what, what, what new dreams do you have for the future? Well, I have, like, God has been showing me simple things, to be honest. Like, I just can't wait to see where every single individual that I personally have shared this with um, to just start their own thing. 
And even before, like, as I said this prayer, I never really realized that God has already been working and doing it. Um, so I guess like the dream that I had is, is already being answered. And now my new dream is that for people to continue doing this with or without my knowledge. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that makes sense because I know that a lot of leaders want or that we have this desire to see the fruits of our labor. But the reality is in this permission, you don't labor at all. <laughs> you don't, you know, it's like, so uh, there's no need for me to see that fruit because I know that it's growing and it's bearing fruit. And that's the only dream that I have right now. I want, you know, for this to go on, for this to continue with or without my knowledge, with or without me being there, seeing it firsthand. It will be great to see it. You know, it will be an extra blessing yeah. to see it. But if not, you know, just, you know, seeing the ministry or or knowing that the ministry is growing in Thailand through this permission thing. or That's the greatest dream that I have at the moment. Well, you are you're in a different culture. I wonder if there are some practical advice that you might want to share with our ordinary listeners. Well, one of the things that I personally have learned, or there's a couple, to be honest, but um, some of the things that are really, um, we're, we've really been constantly be rem- reminded of is that um, living in a different culture is always challenging. Um, sharing the gospel will always be challenging if we look at it in a human perspective. But I always have this, like I try to remind myself, remind my wife and remind my team that, you know, whenever we read the Bible, whenever we reach out to people, whenever we look at our community, let's look at this whole place through the lens of grace and through the eyes of Jesus. Because in Jesus' eyes, like every single one of these people are God's beloved children. So basically they are our brothers and sisters and that somehow helped break down the barriers between me, my beliefs, my principles, and the people that I'm trying to reach out to. Another thing that we've learned, um, and I know everyone knows this, but not everyone probably really realize how true this is Um, but whenever there are challenges that happen to us you know yes they're heart they're heartbreaking we cry we you know we complain we whine Um, but then at the end of the day we'll realize that the reason why we are experiencing a lot of this stuff is because there's something great that's about to happen and there's just something that's or someone it's something that's trying to stop us from seeing that beautiful thing. And we just have to remind ourselves constantly that a lot of these battles are not ours. None of these battles are ours. It's it's Christ's battle. battle. And uh, all we need to do is just to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep pushing um, towards what Christ has put in your, uh, in your heart and what the Holy Spirit has told you to do. <laughs> 